the most mysterious and controversial Bible passages, part one. I got my guy Ray Rock with me, and today we're going to be talking about the death of Moses. Ray, set this up for us. One of the most mysterious passages, why so? One of the most mysterious passages in the Bible because um, the way the story is told through tradition and even in Deuteronomy 34 has some complex ideas. The way the story is told in the New Testament has some new ideas that don't show up in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Should we jump right into it? Yeah, go ahead. Why don't we read Deuteronomy 34.1? Let's just read the whole chapter. So this is Deuteronomy (laughs) chapter 34, verse 1. We are reading out of the The NLT. NLT. Uh, Then Moses went up to Mount Nebo. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds like a fancy restaurant. What's that restaurant everybody eat at? That's uh, Nobu. <laughs> Nobu. <laughs> then Moses went up to Mount Nebo from the plains of Moab and climbed Pisgah Peak, which is across from Jericho. And the Lord, and, and notice that the, the, the Lord here, this is probably saying God's name, Jehovah, when you see the, the little outline of O-R-D, showed him the whole land from Gilead as far as Dan and all the land of Naphtalia, the land of Ephraim and Minnesota, all the land of Judah, extending to the Mediterranean Sea, the Negev, the Jordan Valley with Jericho, the city of Palms, as far as Zor. Then the Lord said to Moses, this is the land I promised an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when I said, I will give it to your descendants. I have now allowed you to see it with your own eyes, but you will not enter the land. Big want, want, want for Moses here. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, just as the Lord had said. The Lord buried him in a valley near Beth Peor in Moab. But to this day, no one knows the exact place. Moses was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyesight was clear, and he was as strong as ever. The people of Israel mourned for Moses on the plains of Moab for 30 days until the customary period mourning was over. The obvious thing that stands out here is it says Moses died Uh and the Lord buried him. Yeah. The Lord buried him in the valley. Okay. What the heck is this saying? Did, 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 did God come down and bury him? Is the Lord here? Jesus is, (laughs) is it an angel? I've, I've never caught this. I've read through the Bible cover to cover multiple times. What is this saying? Uh, depending on what translation you read, uh, they take the word the Lord here uh, and translate it to he. So if you're reading uh, in another translation, they w- you use the word he and they use it in capital letters or they use the word he in lowercase letters because hmm. they don't they don't know for sure, for sure. The trans the translation is taking the liberty in the way the story is flowing mm-hmm. to add the Lord there. But it, there's no actual Hebrew word there, physically there, proving that to be the case. Mm-hmm. But even uh, some scholars mm-hmm. um, talk about how Deuteronomy 34 is a tapestry of different accounts of his death, mm-hmm. because you know, uh, and we'll go we'll we'll go through it part by part. But it, it it keeps referring to basically as you're reading this chapter, it says, you know, this is how he died, mm-hmm. and then this is how he died, mm-hmm. and then this is how he died. Right? If you keep reading, it keeps giving you a, this is how he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you look at a different translation, they don't use the word the Lord. Look at the ESV yeah. right Let's there. Let's go. We're gonna go to the ESV. So here's the NLT. 
And in the ESV, it says, and he buried him in the valley of the land of Moab opposite Beth Por, but no one knows the place of his burial. So if it's not the Lord, as the NLT says, I want to see what, uh, what is the new King J, the, the new, the new King JV says, let me pull that up. If it's not the Lord, then who, who is it? Are the scholars have any positions on this? Like who ends up doing this burial of Moses if it's not the well, Lord? Um, for me, the um, the hermeneutical side of me want uh, allows wants scripture to interpret scripture. Yeah. So right? you got so in in the KJV and the ESV it says, and he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab. But notice, and some of the other translations says the Lord. Notice that in this one the he is capitalized, mm-hmm. but in this one the he is lowercase. And the in the ESV the he is lowercase right here. Saying? Yeah, that's interesting. So and so the hermeneutics in me will 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 say, well, what what does another is there another passage in scripture that talk about Moses' death yes. that can corroborate the story? The problem is that story is in the New Testament. Yeah. So right? before we go well, there, before we go there, before let's we go keep there, reading. Let's first explain the logic behind that because what you're saying is in terms of hermeneutic, in terms of good Bible study. Let scripture interpret scripture. Let's right. look at what all the verses have to say about yeah. this specific topic before we land on any specific point. Right. Okay. And we could also look at other passages in the Torah, in the, in the Pentateuch, that might uh, give us clues mm-hmm. to how Moses died mm-hmm. as well. So let's just keep reading the rest of the chapter and okay. see how we do. Uh, so I'm in the ESV and the KJV now. Blue Letter Bible, which is just uh, our, our access to the Hebrew, and he buried... So the so it's a phrase and he yeah. buried. So if we click on this, so it's a verb mm-hmm. to bury. So the, so it sounds like the Hebrew is like just as mysterious. It is just as mysterious. Okay, yeah. well let's go to the New Testament and and look at what it says in the New Testament. Jude one verse nine. Now this is where it gets super spooky because there's a couple options, right? Maybe it was an angel of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Joshua. Maybe it was someone close to Moses. That was according a human. to Jude nine. Is it's a little more specific. Maybe it uh, it was Jesus. Jesus coming in the flesh, just like we see. Uh, you know, when when uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire, the yeah. angel of the Lord. Many people believe that God right. here is Jesus. Right? It's mm-hmm. the physical incarnation. I'm not sure if that's that wild of a position, but I've heard that taught. Yeah, let's see what Jude nine okay. says. So Jude <laughs> Jude one verse nine, but. Michael, the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, did not dare pronounce against him an abusive judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Mm -hmm. But these people disparage all these things that they do not understand and all the things that they know. And And it's it's quoting... It's quoting a certain tradition of Moses of Moses's death, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not quoting Deuteronomy thirty four. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy thirty four doesn't have the archangel Michael. Sure, there, sure, 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 right? sure, sure, sure. So this is the tr- this is the tricky thing in this hermeneutic is that yeah we use the Bible to interpret the Bible, but we're using something in the future uh-huh. to interpret something in the past. What do you? Oh, you're talking about Jude in the future. Yes, gotcha. Jude is okay. in the future. Okay, and this is why we have to go back to thirty four, mm-hmm. right? So for me. I lean towards just just Jude nine saying okay, the, uh, in a different translation, it doesn't just say that um, that there was an argument, but the Bible says that Michael contended mm-hmm. contended with the with with uh, with the body of Moses. Hmm. So let's look at that verse Jude one nine in the blue letter and see 
um, how we have the word contended versus argued. So here we have the Blue Letter Bible. Now, this is the Greek. Yet Michael, uh, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. So now it's not just an argument. There's, it seems like it's, it's, uh, there's, there's some warfare happening mm -hmm. here, okay? Mm -hmm. Hey, you wanna see something kinda crazy? Over 75% of the people that watch this channel are not subscribed. Please consider subscribing and turning your bell notification on so that you don't miss anything we have going here. According to if we want to take the interpretation that the Lord buried Moses, mm -hmm. well, this is an assumption, mm -hmm. okay? So the, the assumption is basically saying that if we put both stories together, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying that this is right or wrong, mm -hmm. all right? I'm just saying what I see here is that Michael and the devil got into it and mm -hmm. there was a contention. There was, mm -hmm. It was a, some spiritual warfare mm -hmm. and God had to step in, mm -hmm. right? That's mm -hmm. a, a one way to interpret the uh, what happened in Deuteronomy 34, but we're making it clear mm -hmm. that what's in Jude 9, 1, 9, isn't in Deuteronomy 34. Mm. This is what makes it mysterious and um, controversial a little mm -hmm. bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to go back to um, Deuteronomy 34 because there's way more stuff happening there that's really interesting. Go five on. So Moses, uh, the servant, of the Lord died there in the land of Moab according to the word of the Lord and he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab opposite Beth Peor. Let's stop right there. According to the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Okay. What what is the word of the Lord there? I'm assuming some sort of prophecy or some, something communicated to Moses or to the, to the people to Joshua whoever's writing this. Right. So yeah. so they're referencing something mm -hmm. to write that down. Mm -hmm. Okay? Sure. All right. That's just to show you that like there's nothing before Deuteronomy 34 mm -hmm. that talks about this. Mm -hmm. So this is something in a writing, right, or mm -hmm. a message. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and was it was it about a previous word of the Lord, like a previous prophecy that had already been spoken? This this is we're all learning here. Like yeah. one, the one thing I want to do is not um, say that I know that I know. Sure. sure you know sure. what I'm saying? Sure. What's happening? What's happening here is it seems like they're referring to some type of writing mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. but let's keep reading let's keep reading and see what we get and and mm -hmm. i would love to know from the comments what they see because we're all learning together yeah now notice that this is another account mm -hmm. of about his death this okay. feels like another account okay go ahead go let's ahead. read it uh and moses was 120 years old when he died his eyes were not dim nor his natural vigor diminished let's stop right there that means the man was able to still get it on still have some babies that's right that's yeah. right and, shout out moses <laughs> and depending on what translation you read it doesn't write his eyes uh-huh it writes it writes his eye his because eye, this okay. is metaphorical speech this is how you were able to 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 assume to still get it on because right here it says nor his natural vigor diminished mm -hmm. If you look at that in in the Hebrew, it could in you know in the you know it could go all the way down to his natural moisture. Interesting. Which is very very interesting. Um, you can try to look at it in the blue letter. Uh, I think I'll probably say it there. And uh, Moses was 120 years old when he died. The eye, his eye. See, see the, this eye. is the KJV. His eye. It says only one eye because it's a figure of speech. Interesting. Okay. Was not 
dim, dim, nor his natural force. force. You see that abated. Okay, so what is his natural force? That's what I'm curious about. Let's look in that masculine noun, moisture, freshness, vigor. <laughs> <laughs> so this is basically saying that even though Moses was 120 years old, that he still was able to have his libido and was able was he was still functional as a, as a man right but let's take this further though okay it says now moses died at 120 years old mm -hmm. and he was able to still have kids mm -hmm. and his his vitality for life mm -hmm. was still there mm -hmm. who dies that way oh i see what you're saying well, I mean, you can die of old age, but still have vitality of life, right? Function, that biology down there functional, right? Uh, I don't know anyone who dies, uh -huh. right? Um, you could die of old age, but sure. I don't know anyone who dies where... His eyes are open? His eyes are not dim. Like, the vig the who's able to still make babies? Like, in mm -hmm. other words, like, he is still healthy. Mm. Like, he, Interesting. no okay. one dies this way. Okay. 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 <laughs> So you know, what are you saying? Are you saying that this he did he didn't fully die or well, what? Are, what are you getting at? In this in this section, uh -huh. in this section, mm -hmm. once the top section is like, yo, he disobeyed God. Mm -hmm. um, uh, well, the top section doesn't say he disobeyed God. The top section is says that he God God told him to climb up this mountain, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and God showed him all of Cana, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because God promised him uh, in Numbers, mm -hmm. right? That because God begs, uh, Deuteronomy 3, uh, Moses begs the Lord, Hey, let me go into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And God says, No, because you disobeyed me because he struck the rock mm -hmm. when God told him mm -hmm. not to strike the rock but mm -hmm. to speak to the rock, mm -hmm. right? So God says, Hey, I'm gonna show it to you, right? But you're gonna die, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the top part is like God brings him up to this mountain and he dies there, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? As we keep going down, now it says, Well, Moses was this, um, uh, and then after that, he dies there. Then after that, it's like, the and the Lord buried him there. So mm -hmm. now we have an, another thing. So he dies there, mm -hmm. and then here's something about his burial. Remember, I'm taking one verse in Jude 9 mm -hmm. and making an assumption. This is why I'm not telling you I know that I know. Sure. But what all that I know is that God had a hand in the way Moses died. Yeah, that's interesting. Let's look at this article I just found, and this is kind of tends to be my little source. Go for it. Of uh of stuff that I, and they tend to be a bit more conservative, got questions. Yeah, they're very they're, they're, they're reformed. So let's see what their take is on this. Jude verse nine refers to an event which is found nowhere else in scripture. Michael had to struggle or dispute with Satan about the body of Moses. But what that enthralled is not described. Another angelic struggle is labeled by Daniel, who describes an angel coming to him in a vision. This angel, named Gabriel, in Daniel 8, 16, 9, 21, tells Daniel that he was resisted by a demon called the Prince of Persia until the archangel Michael came to his assistance. So, we learn from Daniel that angels and demons fight spiritual battles over the souls of men and nations. Woo-wee! Hold on. This is why I told you there's a, a spiritual dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happening. So let's read this. The prince, this is Daniel 10, 13. ESV, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, but uh, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I was left there with the king of Persia. Uh, so we learn from Daniel that angels and demons fight spiritual battles over the souls of men and, nation, and, men and nations. Yes. So men and nations... <sighs> 
So even down to, and, and, and according to Jude, even down to their physical body. That's now, nuts. I have some ideas why. Yeah, let's finish this. Yeah, but let's finish this. Yeah. Angels fight over the souls of the nations and that the demons resist angels and try to pervert them from doing God's bidding. Jude tells us that Michael was sent by God to deal in some way with the body of Moses, which God himself has buried after Moses' death. Uh, various theories have been put forth as to what this struggle over Moses' body was about. One is that Satan, even the accuser of God's people, Revelations 12.10, may have resisted the, rising, the raising of Moses to eternal life on the grounds of Moses' sin and his murder of the Egyptian. So, Mo, so, so Satan is attempting to prevent Moses from having eternal life and having salvation because... And that is he, a theory. Yeah, that is a theory. Um, um, I, don't, I, I don't subscribe to that theory. I subscribe to another theory, but keep, all right. Okay. Some have supposed that the reference in Jude is the same as the passage in Zechariah 3, 1 through 2. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him. And the Lord said to Satan, and the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, O Satan. But the objections to his, to this being the same Incident are obvious. The only similarity between the two passages is the expression, the Lord rebuke you, the name might. So that may or may not be a good parallel, okay? Mm -hmm. And then it has also been supposed that Jude is quoting an apocryphal book, which is, that's what I pointed out, right? That mm -hmm. this is this is in, uh, I think, the book of Enoch or, or some book. As an early Christian scholar and theologian mentions the book, the, yeah, the Assumption of Moses, uh, as extent in this time containing this very account of the contest of the contest between Michael and the devil about the body of Moses, that book now lost was a Jewish Greek book, and Origin supposed that this was the source of the account of Jude. Mm -hmm. The only material question then is whether the story is true. Whatever the origin of the accounts, Jude does in fact seem to refer to the contest between the angel, uh, the angel, the Mark Michael, the archangel, and the devil as true. He speaks of it in the same way in which he would have done if he had spoken to the death of Moses or of his smitting the rock, and who can prove that is not true? What evidence there is there that it is not? There are many allusions in the Bible to angels. Interesting. Second Jude 9 is a supreme illustration of how Christians are to deal with Satan and demons. The example of Michael refusing to pronounce a curse upon Satan should be a lesson to Christians in how to relate to demonic forces. Believers are not to address them, but rather to seek the Lord's intervening power against him. That's interesting. Uh, if as powerful being as angel deferred to the Lord in dealing with Satan, who are we to attempt to reproach, cast out, or come out? Wait, wait, I'm confused on this part. Yeah, see, this is they, they, they lost me here. Yeah, they're very conservative. What is going on here? Uh, that's that's them. This is know? like they're using this as a prescription for deliverance ministry. Don't don't talk, don't cast out demons because uh, Michael. Did, uh. You see that? Yeah. I was good with everything else, and and, and that goes against the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cast out demons, sure. Yeah, and yeah. so, uh, okay, you know what I mean? But the most important thing here is that Moses, his death, God was involved in how he died, okay? You know, Moses was promised that he was going to go into the promised land, but God told him because of his disobedience, he wasn't going to go there. So, so mm -hmm. God is involved in how he died. That's interesting. Okay, so uh, back to Deuteronomy. You said Deuteronomy it's 9. Eight. Uh, yeah, let's go to 8. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days, so the days of weeping, mourning for Moses ended. Now Joshua, the son of... Okay, ne stop right there. Okay. So 
here we have another situation, mm-hmm. right? Did they weep for Moses as he climbed the mountain? Mm-hmm. Did he? Did they weep for Moses? Like, remember, like, there's a certain practice mm-hmm. when someone dies, mm-hmm. right? Like, right now, when we, when someone dies, we go to a wake. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure, sure. Like, you know, what's happening here? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's keep reading. Now, Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of, uh, the spirit of wisdom, for Moses has had laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel needed him, uh, heeded him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. But... Since there was not, but since then there has not arisen in Israel a prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. I had to stop right there. Okay. okay. If you're an extreme fundamentalist, mm-hmm. it, either if you're a extreme Christian fundamentalist or a, a extreme Jewish fundamentalist, because mm-hmm. there's Jewish fundamentalists, yeah. you will believe that Moses wrote all of all of the five books uh-huh. that are in the Torah. Yeah. That he wrote all the five books of the Torah, yep. and that he even wrote about his death. Okay, is that what fundamentalists really believe? Yes, they believe the, Moses the, wrote there's this. There's a phrase. There's a phrase that fundamentalist Jews use that Moses wrote all five books, uh-huh. and he even wrote about his death through his tears. <laughs> but are they saying that literally though? They, they, are they really saying yes. this as like as a statement of faith? Like we have faith that he wrote this, or are they literally saying Moses is handwriting they this that, depiction of his death. Yeah. And Christian fundamentalists believe the this too? Christian fundamentalists believe that the, the they'll go to the New Testament and say, hey, Jesus Jesus quotes, the he Jesus literally says mm-hmm. the law of Moses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Right? So Jesus attributes uh, the law, the mm-hmm. Torah, because mm-hmm. the Torah means law, mm-hmm. to Moses. Mm-hmm. But the Torah that we have today mm-hmm. of what Moses wrote you know what I'm saying? It has been passed down through tradition and scribal and scribal writings. Sure, 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 sure. So sure. for for us, you know, for me, I see the beautiful, uh, uh, the beautiful hands that have passed things down mm-hmm. and kept the story together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I see a couple of different stories happening here. But the fact of the matter is, the message is is still preserved. The message. So there's a level of inerrancy that people talk about, like mm-hmm. where every there's no there's no mistakes on any verbs sure. or nouns. No, we yeah. I believe that's that, more of a KJV only is a yes, view of inerrancy. Right? From my understanding, watching Dr. James White debate mm. textual criticism, mm. I and he's extremely conservative. Yeah, I don't even think a James White or a Jeff Durbin hold that that Absolutely if the definition not. of inerrancy is there's no typos or errors, they don't right. hold that position. But there's some people who do. And here's the question. Okay, if Moses wrote this, mm-hmm. well, when did he write this? Because it says, and since then, mm-hmm. it says since then there hasn't. So this is not being written during the time that Moses was alive. Yeah. I mean, we could say the Holy Spirit wrote it through whoever he wanted to write it to. And so yeah, since then could have been written. We can. You know, I, I think that uh, I think years, that weeks, Spirit, hundreds of years, thousands of years, you know, well, that, it wasn't thousands of years, probably, you know, sometime after. I think the Holy Spirit is involved mm-hmm. even even in in uh, preserving the the idea. For me, the Holy Spirit is involved in letting us know that God was involved in how Moses died. Amen. And he used he used the different traditions mm-hmm. about how he died mm-hmm. to show that something here is 
a little bit supernatural. Yeah. And and Jude yeah. 9 corroborates that something else is going on here. Yeah. No, it's spooky. And I think sometimes what I loved about going to Israel was a lot of times the reverence the Jewish people have for Moses. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, sometimes we're just like, yeah, like Exodus, Moses. You know, we, we don't really have the same reverence yeah. for Moses it's that that I think folks who are Jewish do yeah. because it's one of their most important figures, right, in the faith. Yeah. And so I, I hear what you're saying. I think it's good. So so what say you? Who buried Moses? I believe God buried Moses. Okay, you believe Jesus, God, Jesus, and the flesh came down and buried Moses? It could be. I lean towards that because it's just cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because um, there, the whole idea of, oh, would it be, is that considered Christology? Like the whole idea of Jesus all throughout the Old Testament yeah. is very fascinating. Yeah, it's super fascinating. I lean that way. I'm just more like, I really don't know, mm -hmm. but it seems like here mm. something happened. Hey, if you enjoyed this first episode of our new series about the most mysterious and controversial Bible passage with my guy Ray Rock, head on over to Patreon where all four of the episodes are there now. You can watch them without any ads, and you can make recommendations about the next passages we should be covering within this new series. I'll see you over there, all right? Peace.